All right, I'd like to go ahead and call this meeting to order and invite you to join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. Now we'll take a moment for the public forum. The public forum is an opportunity for anybody who's in the audience tonight or on Zoom um, to speak to any topic that is not on tonight's agenda. Would anybody like to speak to the public forum tonight? Clerk Collier, do we have anybody who would like to speak in the public forum? I do not have any speaker slips for this, and I do not have anybody on Zoom raising their hand currently. If there's any members joining us, please raise your hand now, and I'll call on you momentarily. I have no hands raised. Okay, wonderful. Uh, now we'll go on to amendments or adjustments to tonight's agenda. Director Imhoff, are there any amendments or adjustments to tonight's agenda? Madam Vice Chair, we have no amendments or adjustments. Okay, thank you. Uh, now we'll go on to our administrative agenda. The first item in our administrative agenda um, is item A1. Um, Clerk Collier, can you read item A1 into the agenda? Item A1, selection of the chair and vice chair for 2024. Okay. Um, and, okay. Should I move forward with this, or, do, or is staff going to help out with the, the, the selection? Uh, good evening. Okay. Good evening, Vice Chair and Commissioners. Blake Markham from the City Clerk's Office. Tonight before you, we have an agenda item to select a chair and vice chair for the next year. Uh, as a reminder on how this process works, we'll first hear nominations for the chair. Um, those don't need a second. And then we'll have roll call vote and then move on to our vice chair selection. So without uh, any further ado, do I have any nominations for chair? Um, I would like to nominate uh, Commissioner Maynard to be the chair. Thank you. We have one nomination for Commissioner Maynard. Uh, Commissioner Maynard, do you accept this nomination? I do accept this nomination. Okay. Are there any other nominations? Hearing none, we can go on to the roll call vote. Commissioner Smith is absent. Commissioner Maynard? Present. Commissioner Chapman? Yes. Commissioner Fullerton? Yes. Commissioner Miller? Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Congratulations. Uh, we will now move on to nominations for vice chair. Um, I would like to nominate Commissioner Chapman to be vice chair if he is interested. Commissioner Chapman, do you accept the nomination? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, are there any nomina other nominations for vice chair? Hearing none, we can go ahead and move to a roll call vote. Commissioner Smith is absent. Um, chair Maynard? Uh, I, yeah, I. Commissioner Chapman? Present. Commissioner Fullerton? Yes. Commissioner Miller? Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, now I believe we will do a moving of the chairs. So uh, Commissioner Chapman, if you can come where I'm sitting and I'll move here.
And I realize in my excitement for the agenda tonight, I actually skipped the roll call of the planning commission. Do you want to go back and do that? <laughs> Chair Maynard? Here. Vice Chair Chap. Here. Commissioner Fullerton? Here. Commissioner Miller? Here. Commissioner Smith? Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, so we will now, uh, we've just completed item A1 in the agenda. We'll move on to the public hearing, um, item B. And um, Clerk Collier, can you read in item B1 into the agenda? Item B1, general plan conformity determination for the acquisition of City of Goleta, an approximately 0 0.20 acre park located on Mathilda Drive and vacation of a right of way over the same area of land. Thank you. So for this item, um, we'll do a staff report and presentation. Uh, then the Planning Commission will ask any clarifying questions that they have of staff. Uh, then we'll take a public comment. So if anybody here in the audience is interested in speaking to this item, please do submit a speaker slip before we get to the public comments area. Uh, then we'll take um, any further questions the Planning Commission has from staff. We'll deliberate, and then we'll take motions and a vote. Um, so with that, I will pass it to staff. All right. Good evening, Chair Maynard and members of the Planning Commission. My name is Jaime Valdez. I'm from the Neighborhood Services Department, and I'm joined with Ms. Joanne Plummer this evening. Uh, the item before you, as the subject uh, indicates, is a general plan conformity determination, a 65402 hearing. Uh, we're hoping that this is a cleanup item. Uh, the staff report will address um, why we're here, but essentially it's a uh, a piece of land that wasn't transferred quite correctly when the city incorporated, and we need to do this in order to receive um, and be in compliance with the grant requirement. So with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Ms. Plummer and hopefully we can uh, answer any questions that you might have. So thank you for being here and uh, taking this item up tonight. Thank you, Mr. Valdez. Good evening, Chair Maynard, members of the of the Planning Commission. My name is Joanne Plummer. I'm the Parks and Recreation Manager for the City of Goleta. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first time at the Planning Commission, and you have a great audience. This is so exciting. Um, so I'm here tonight uh, to talk a little bit about Matilda Park. Uh, Matilda Park is a 0.2-acre park located on Matilda Drive in the... Um, the Elwood Acres uh, division, and it's surrounded by a lot of condensed housing, and it currently has a playground on there and uh, some picnic benches. And we were looking at that playground and looking that, you know, we needed to, re to redo that playground, so we started looking for funding. We found some state funding, and part of the requirement of that funding is to put a deed restriction on the property. As a result, we started looking into the deed restriction and uncovered that this parcel has no assessor parcel number. So we took a deeper dive to start that process to get a, a parcel number and learned that it is actually classified as right-of-way. So then we started the process to vacate the right-of-way and part of that process was to um, make sure we knew who had title, which we assumed it was the city because it was included in the revenue neutrality agreement as the parcels, but this one, this one lot was left off in that transfer of property. So as, as we looked to that, we learned that the, pro the property is still currently in title with the county, and the county um, wanted us to come before you this evening to do this determination hearing, and um, upon success this evening, then they will be going before the Board of Supervisors and transferring the property to the city that will then accept it, and then we will vacate the right-of-way, reclaim it as a park, do the renovation to it, and then we will be putting a deed restriction that will keep it as a park for 30 years uh, pursuant to the state guidelines for the funding. So that, in short, is your staff report. I am here if you have any questions. You have attachments to your staff report that include the revenue neutrality agreement, the parcel map, uh, the title report, and, um, and I'm available for any questions. Are there any questions from commissioners? Okay, no questions from commissioners. We'll take it to public comment. Are there any public comments on this item? I have no speaker slips for this item. If there's any members of the public joining us via Zoom, if you would please raise your hand and I'll call on you momentarily. I have no hands raised. Thank you, Claire Collier. Um, so with that, we'll go to any additional questions from the commission. Um, I'm not seeing any. Would anybody like to make a motion? Oh, actually, I will close the public hearing, um, and then we will go towards a motion. Would anybody like to make a motion? 
Commissioner Miller? Yes, I'd like to uh, make a motion that we um, um, adopt, do I read the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that we adopt a resolution 24 entitled a resolution of the Planning Commission of the City of Goleta, California, finding and reporting that the proposed acquisition of approximately 0.20 acre neighborhood park located on Matilda Drive and vacation of the right-of-way over the same area of land is in conformity with the Goleta General Plan Coastal Land Use Plan pursuant to Section 65402 of the Government Code. Can I get a second? Uh, Commissioner, uh, Vice Chair Chapman. <laughs> I'll second. Uh, thank you. Uh, Clerk Collier, can you lead us in a roll call vote of the Planning Commission? Commissioner Smith is absent. Commissioner Miller? Yes. Commissioner Fullerton? Yes. Vice Chair Chapman? Yes. Chair Maynard? Hi. Uh, with that, it passes unanimously. And I would like to thank Ms. Plummer and Mr. Valdez uh, for coming and presenting to us tonight and for seeking this great grant funding. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and move on to the next item in our agenda. Um, and so that is going to be our item C, discussion action items. And um, Clerk Collier, can you read item C1 into the agenda? Item C1, general plan slash coastal land use plan 2023 progress report and finding the report is exempt under the California Environmental Quality Act. Thank you so much. Uh, so similarly for this item, we'll take, use that same process of having a staff presentation, taking question, clarifying questions from the commissioners, then we'll go to public comment, take additional questions, deliberate, and then begin our voting process. Uh, so with that, um, I will invite Ms. Wells to give a staff presentation. Good evening, Chair and Commissioners. It's my pleasure to introduce the General Plan Annual Progress Report for 2023. Um, the report represents the efforts of all the departments at City Hall. So we're just here to present it. Um, and I'll flag that these reports are required by state law. You'll learn a little bit more about that in the presentation as you do each year. Um, but there's a timeline on these as well. So we um, will be seeking your recommendation and then we go to the City Council, then we um, send it off to the state. And it's even more important now with the new housing laws, so you'll hear more about that as well. And Andy Newkirk, uh, Supervising Senior Planner in Advanced Planning, will be presenting the item, um, and but we're all here to answer any questions that you might have. And um, also, Emma DeBecker is our intern in Advanced Planning, and she helped out a lot on this report and getting input from all the other departments and responsible parties in City Hall. So she's also here because this has got a lot of her um, um, efforts in this report. So thank you, and, um, and, and, and I brought the general plan because now we're so electronic, but I just wanted to bring it to remind everyone that this is such an important document and really shapes everything that we do as a, like kind of our constitution equivalent and um, I still carry it around with me and have use it electronically and paper, but um, yeah, so that's just a, an important document as is this annual um, report. So you can get an update, a snapshot of 2023. Thank you. Uh, Chair Maynard and Commissioners, um, as Ann mentioned, this annual report is a requirement of state law. Um, we have to submit it by April 1st of each calendar year as a recap of the previous calendar year. So the broad purpose of the report is to provide a status update on the general plan. And um, kind of the way we do this is a description primarily of the status of our implementation programs. Um, and all the elements except the housing element, they're at the end of the element. There's like three to eight or so implementation programs. The housing element, they're all pr implementation programs, so it's treated a little bit differently. That's so why you see a lot of the report is actually the housing element implementation summary. Um, and as part of that kind of housing element up summary, we also spend a lot of time detailing um, our progress towards meeting our regional housing needs allocation. So you'll see even one of the appendices to the report is this 
massive table of all different housing data from the last year. Um, and, and kind of the summation of that is reports on housing units permitted in the calendar year. Um, so before we get into the implementation programs in the report, we do a, a kind of a summary of the status of the general plan itself and the way we break that down is the status of general plan amendments. So in um, 2023, there was, there was four amendments, the housing element twice, um, and the second time with amendments to the land use element and the open space element as well that were needed to implement, implement um, one program in particular in the housing element. There's also the Heritage Ridge um, ESHA, environmentally sensitive habitat area mapping, and that was part of a broader um, housing project entitlement that we'll touch on later. Um, and then the other um, amendments were to implement the airport land use compatibility plan. So that's a regional um, document that regulates development near the ends of the airport runways. And so we're, we got kind of up to date on that, um, that new plan that was adopted in January of this year. Um, there's one initiation um, as part of the general plan amendment procedures prior to us processing an amendment, we need to initiate it. And this is a opportunity to present um, kind of that amendment in concept to um, city council um, as a kind of first step in the process. And so there's one um, amendment initiated that was the uh, in, in, uh, integrating the Goleta annex to Santa Barbara County multi-jurisdictional hazard mitigation plan. Um, it doesn't have a clean acronym that we can just say in one syllable. Um, and, and so that will be kind of embedding some of that, that document either by reference or with details in the safety element that's um, you know, still to be worked out. Um, there, there are pending general amendments. There's rules in our zoning code about how long a, an amendment can kind of stay open without being processed. Um, but there are four that were, are still pending. One is a Shel land use designation change at Shelby. Um, that's from agricultural to residential. One is the Kenwood land use change in open space designation. So this is include um, changing what was RS and agriculture to planned residential and then an update to the open space designation of agriculture on the site. So as part of the housing element implementation amendments, that got redesignated as RH, high density, and the open space designation change was made as well. So kind of components of that Kenwood general plan amendment initiation have been addressed, and, um, but it's still open because it wasn't completely addressed. Their, their proposal was to RP, so that technically is still an open general plan amendment, but um, for all intents and purposes, a lot of what was um, considered in that initiation has been was addressed through um, the housing element amendments. There's also an initiation to revisit CE 2.2, which is the regulations around streamside protection areas, and then a, a change to um, uh, an unaddressed parcel in Via Harrow out in Western Goleta um, to consider, um, I think, among other things, maybe battery storage. And then um, there was one um, withdrawn uh, initiated amendment, which was to the land, land use at Overpass Road, 5399. And just ultimately that was deemed not necessary that you know, upon closer inspection, um, it was staff's determination that um, what the project, the Humane Society wanted to do um, could go in under the existing designation. And then um, there was an initiation at 625 Dara Road to go from single family to medium density residential. And that um, amendment was completely fulfilled through the housing element and implementing amendments. Um, so that was done by the city in December. So moving on, um, kind of the middle part of the report looks at the status of the different implementation programs. And um, so not every implementation program is addressed in, in each year. Sometimes they're one-off projects that have been finished, so you'll see that throughout the report that some of the, some of the information is really about prior years, whereas either fulfilled or partially fulfilled. Um, so we just wanted to flag some highlights of some, um, some things the city has been doing or what was doing in 2023. So under the open space element, we have an implementation program for individual park development and, and or management plans. So there's been a lot of activity um, that we flagged here one is the Armidos Park Community Garden construction. The photos you see here are from that project, and that's, that's well underway at this point. Um, 
the Johnny D. Wallace Neighborhood Park Splash Pad, which is kind of a follow-up to the, the larger Johnny D. Wallace project. And then the Stowe Grove Master Plan was adopted in 2023, and there'll be future implementation for that plan. One we always like to highlight is the annual oil and gas safety audits. And maybe less interesting is that the audits were completed in May, but we also wanted to highlight that the actual PRC 421 peers were removed in 2023. So that was a really big accomplishment that we, we felt was worthy of flagging. There's, there's a lot of um, general plan policy around the oil and gas infrastructure on our coast and the removal of those peers is a, a very clear policy direction in our general plan. So we, we thought it was worth highlighting uh, that success in 2023. Um, also, just flagging the, we always like to highlight all that's going on in the capital improvement program. Um, and it's, it's pretty overwhelming to look at some of those numbers, but in the five-year CIP budget in 2023, there were seven, 70 CIP projects, which really span a lot of different types of infrastructure, from some road improvements to pedestrian improvements, bike improvements, um, flood, floodway projects. Um, and so the, the five-year uh, CIP has a budget of $441 million with $225 million unfunded. So there's obviously a lot of money that goes into these projects, but also um, challenges with funding. Um, so highlight, just showing a couple in different phases. Um, the, the city's implemented over the last several years quite a few um, kind of flashing beacon uh, mid-block um, pedestrian improvements. So this, the one in the PowerPoint here is at the Fairview Shopping Center across Cai Real. Um, so that construction was done on that in 2023. In the middle here, you see um, the community garden from an overhead shot. And then also, um, you know, the city's largest CIP is Project Connect. And that was, um, contract was awarded in 2023 for this um, really large project in, in Old Town that covers both Hollister Avenue itself the roundabouts at 217, a new bridge over San Jose Creek, and the Equal Road extension. So really a lot going on in Old Town um, where a lot of the, the, the lead up work was completed in 2023. So the housing element, um, a large portion of the report deals with the housing element and the housing data. Um, I think as you're probably well aware, we spent a lot of time in 2023 working on the housing element, um, which led to actually two different adoptions. The first in January, and then a second, a second amended housing element adoption in uh, on December fifth, twenty twenty three, and um, you know we were hoping to have something at the bottom here saying certified in twenty twenty three. Didn't quite get there, but we did get there in February. Um, so that was a, a major accomplishment in um, in twenty twenty three. All that work done, including by this commission. Um, so in, in the uh, in the report, the main focus on like our arena numbers, and we'll show that in the next slide, is, is on building permits issued, which is really the beginning of construction. We also like to report on building issues, building um, new units with final inspections, which is our equivalent of certificate of occupancy. It's when someone can kind of reside there permanently. Um, and so in 2023, um, there's there 17 units. They're all ADUs, um, and that's just... Sometimes we have a big housing project come in, sometimes we don't. Um, there is no larger housing projects that were finished in 2023, and that's just sometimes how the calendar breaks. Um, in terms of RENA, um, last time we presented, we had a table with numbers filling in all the cells, but now we're kind of back to the beginning of a housing cycle. So this table, which will get updated every year in this presentation, represents the sixth cycle housing element for which we worked on that housing element all of last year. Um, and you'll see that number of 1837, our arena allocation for this planning period. Um, the kind of the math is a little bit funky on arena as um, you count the projection period towards arena. So even though we kind of think of the housing element as 2023 to 2031, we start the count on June 30th, 2022. Um, so the, the very low units there are the Buena Tierra project. So even though we issued building permits before 2023, we get to count them in this housing cycle um, because of that timing. And then you see the numbers in 2023, and the 2023 numbers really reflect um, ADUs solely. Um, as mentioned, we have the Buena Tierra project, which is 
think, getting pretty close to issuing at least some certificates, uh, certificates of occupancy. Um, that's the supportive housing project at um, Fairview and Hollister that I think you're probably all well aware, all aware of. And so that's, you know, that's been um, underway throughout 2023 and hopefully finishing up here in early 2024. Um, as we mentioned, we looked at housing units that are like completed two slides ago. And then last slide was buildings, building permits issue, which is the beginning of construction. So we also had two other projects that don't fall under either of those categories quite yet. Um, but that got entitled in 2023, so we wanted to flag those as well. The first is Heritage Ridge, which is obviously one of the larger projects in the city's history um, with a pretty significant below market rate component of 85 low income and 17 very low income units. And then the Kyrial project with 14 units, two at low income. And so as these projects progress to construction, you'll start seeing them count in those tables in the, in the previous slides um, in the next few years. So that's, the, that's it for the staff presentation. Um, as Ann mentioned, um, we come to Planning Commission, give the presentation, then we go on, get authorization from City Council to submit the report, which is due April 1st. So what you're being asked today is to recommend to Council approval of the plan and submittal to the state. Um, and then we, there's also a note that it's um, exempt from the California Environmental Quality Act. As this is just a, a report on what has already occurred, there's nothing authorized under this plan. It is simply a summary of actions from the prior year. And with that, we're happy to answer any questions. All right, are there any questions from the Planning Commission? Uh, Commissioner Miller. Um, if you could go back to um, one of the beginning slides when you, where you're talking about the pending, um, the pending items. Yeah, okay. So you went through this kind of fast, and I may not have, caught it, so I just want to kind of clarify, have you clarify for me, um, these pending items, I understand the withdrawn and the mooted, that's no issue, but the pending items, um, how long are they pending for? When you say pending, when did they start being pending, and when will they no longer be pending because they're real or because they've been withdrawn or is that the process well, thank you commissioner when uh, a general plan amendment is we call it pending it's because it's been initiated so an application was filed it was initiated by city council and therefore it's being processed if there's no activity on the um, or no response and no direction and no when um, movement on the project um, that's with that general plan amendment um, then we start tracking that timeline, and, and uh, Andy Newkirk's looking up the code because we added that to the, this detail to the government to the um, Title 17 zoning regulations, mm -hmm. so we so that we don't have applications just sitting there not doing anything. Right. And he'll inform you on that. Yeah, and so under our zoning code, um, just for the initiation, there's a, a two years um, with within two years of the initiation, you must actually submit the application for the general plan amendment. And then that, that would be with a project typically. Um, some of these are city initiated and so the rules are a little bit different, but Shelby Kenwood and the Via Hero are all um, private applicants. Um, so two years they have to come in with the project. And then there's certain um, timelines and, and you have to see progress made during um, the project application. But um, I, I don't, I'm not sure of exactly what the, the timelines are then, but then different rules apply once you submitted and need to progress with the project. And so when they first submit that application, it's requesting a general plan amendment initiation. And then and the, then you can process any um, accompanying project if and only if the city council initiates it for further processing. So then the, the applicant has that two years to come back with a formal application of what the actual project is, not just the general plan amendment. Okay, so the the Via Hero Road, the that unaddressed parcel. So, what you're saying then is it it has they have submitted an application, and because they've submitted the and the application is actually for a general plan amendment. 
right? And then, ha so has the city council said okay to that or no? Yet? No, so if it's, it's pending, then it's, we don't, we still haven't brought it forward to planning commission or city council. Okay, okay, just, just needed some clarification on that. Thank you. And actually, can I ask a following clarifying on that? Uh, so with the process, just to make sure I'm understanding it correctly too, the first step is to get a general plan initiation, which just is a, a guidance from city council that they're willing to hear a general plan amendment. And then the second step would be actually applying for the change. And so the city council, in my understanding on the Viajero Via Road, supported the initiation, but didn't vote yet on an actual general plan amendment. Um, but that's put in place so that if there's something that the, the city council just really wouldn't be open to, they can vote against it at the initiation before they see a whole application. Is that correct? Did I get that right, Ms. Wells? Yeah, I think okay. we use the term um, um, for processing. Yeah. So they initiate so that staff or that the applicant can come in with more detail and staff can process it and then bring it forward uh, for decision making. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Did you have any other questions? No. Okay. Okay. I'll go to Commissioner Fullerton. Okay. Actually, my question was on the same slide um, <laughs> with the pending projects. Can you just clarify Kenwood Village? Um, I know there was an initiation for a project, but one, can you clarify the project that you're referring to is the project that was submitted years ago, correct? It has nothing to do with anything that has to do with the housing element or changes to the yeah. land use, correct? That's correct. So they the applicant came in with a general plan amendment request. It was initiated for further study by council. And um, and since that time, we've made the rezones as part of our housing element. And it's, um, and that's that. So then can you clarify what is still remaining? And then what is the process? Would the applicant come in and, and ask for it to be withdrawn? I mean, because I don't think after these changes with the housing element, they're not gonna wanna come back and go back to the original plan, correct? Is that up to the applicant or do they just wait it out and then it eventually will expire? Yeah, we'll, and we'll be, ta we're ta in conversation with the um, applicant about withdrawing that pending application. Okay, so can you just, what is exactly left that's not covered? I mean, really, there's there's nothing. If they if they want to come in, I mean, they have they, their application is for zoning on a site that no longer is applicable. So they would have to really amend their application, and I don't know why they would do that. We just have to get we just have to get there and um, work with the applicant and just get the documentation that it's a withdrawn or closed application. Okay, thank you. Um, and then I had just one other unrelated question on page I think 76 talking about the, the Goleta Water District recently voting to allocate water and I'm just curious how that allocation works is it kind of first come first serve like whatever projects get in first and do you have any idea of like the amount of water that they said they're going to allocate like how many new projects could that support so Commissioner Fullerton, um, yeah, so the, the first question is, is it, it is essentially the first to get through the, the jurisdiction, the county, typically the county or ours, um, although it could be UCSB, um, theoretically, um, the entitlement process. So um, once they get their entitlement, like from us, they can then go to the water district and officially get their allocation, and that would cut into an annual allocation that the water district can provide. I believe the number is 174 acre feet um, each calendar year. Um, and for context, like a, a multifamily is about 0.2 to 0.22 acre feet per year. So you do the math, it's a fair amount of units, but um, it really depends on the projects. Um, so it, it's not solely for residential, right? Um, and you know, there's obviously the county projects can cut into that as well. So it kind of depends on the size of the projects, how much how many projects that would support any given year. Okay, thank you. Vice Chair Chapman. Thank you. Um, so I, I had a kind of a broader question. Um, I guess is, is, is this a good time to ask about 
some of the um, actual um, housing element, or sorry, the uh, general plan elements themselves, um, or just about sort of the status of the report. If, if I have any general questions about any of the actual uh, elements. Uh, thank you, Vice um, Chair Chapman. Um, we, so if you have, the purpose of the report is to document uh, implementation. And so if you want to talk about the implementation actions that are listed in the report and in the general plan, that would be the, the time to do that. And, and we're happy to answer any questions that you have um, regarding the, the status of implementation to the degree that we can, because like Public Works isn't here, but we are familiar with uh, most of the projects that are listed here in the report, so we can we can help you with that. Um, yeah. So the so the first question I had then was about the um, it was the land use uh, implementation action number six, uh, the South Kellogg Industrial. Um, since I think even maybe that was created, there's there's more. Um, so my understanding is that area has a lot of uh, residential that interfaces closely with industrial um, land uses. And that's now not the only place in the city where that's the case. Um, is there any um, thoughts to, to making that broader? Um, or is it is it generally meant to just stick to that, that particular area and concerns with that area? I think in this case, it's the, the program and the implementation program is kind of what it, it is, so it's very targeting that South Kellogg area. So we have, we're not um, in discussion about expanding it. We're just really focusing on implementing what the program that we have on the books now. Um, and then I have, I have one more question um, about the, uh, the conservation element. Uh, implementation action number five um, that is about the um, uh, climate action plan. Um, I understand that it was created and it had uh, just a, a number about the uh, emissions in general. Um, is there any plans for a sort of a progress report on that plan? Uh, I know it's been quite a few years since it was released. I think as, as part of this item, um, we, we tried to do what we could as far as documenting compliance because we did adopt a plan. And I'm not sure if you're, um, what exactly that you're asking for because we are implementing it and that's what we try to catch here. Um, as, f as far as uh, um, giving a presentation on the status, I think we are on item by item like um, community choice, energy, things like that, go to council and so they're getting updates and then the tracking, so we can see what the GHG reductions are. Um, they're they're getting those, and I don't know if if um, Mr. Imhoff wants to elaborate on any other more broad. Miss Wells updates. and v Vice Chair Chapman, I really don't have much more of an update. I think Miss Wells captured it. I mean, we could come back if the commission were interested and provide a presentation on it. But the plan itself is not that old. We're we're actively implementing it, and we're making good progress. Great, thank you. Are there any other questions? Commissioner Chapman, or Vice Chancellor Chair Chapman, did you have any other questions? Not at the moment, thank you. Okay. Any other questions from other commissioners? Okay. Um, so at this point, we'll go ahead to public comment. Uh, during the public comment, um, each person will have three minutes to speak. If you do have any questions during public comment, go ahead and include those in your public comment. We won't respond to them during public comment, but we may bring some of those up during the deliberation and discussion after public comment. Uh, but just so you know, if you have a question, just you can state it in your comment, and then we are going to move on to other commenters before we're complete. Uh, so with that, um, I'll go ahead and open up the public comment period. I do have one speaker slip. Mm -hmm. If there's anyone joining us via Zoom, please raise your hand and I will call on you after. Our first public commenter is April Reed. Yeah. Ms. Reed? Hello. Uh, I'm kind of a little bit clearer than I was when I walked in here, but still I'm a little bit confused and I don't understand any of this. I'm just letting you know. Um, 
my understanding is all about Kenwood Village. Um, so when you call it a pending project, my understanding now is that that refers to the 60 units that is an older general plan. It doesn't refer to any new plan that may have been uh, submitted after the rezoning. And it's my understanding, I think from you guys, that you're saying there's no application for anything above the old 60 unit general plan. My understanding, and again, I could be completely wrong because I don't really understand all of this, is that any property owner, specifically at Kenwood Village, would have to start all over um, if they increased it and did an, um, a new uh, plan with more than the 60 units. I think what maybe you're saying is that they would have to start all over with a new general plan, but I was a little bit confused about that. Um, I had mentioned to um, Mr. Inhofe that I had a question for him, and my question, just so he knows, is um, I'm just asking who specifically at the city decides whether to approve an updated CEQA for Kenwood Village or an amendment. I've asked that question for several months, and I haven't gotten a response, so I would hope that somebody would be able to help me with that. Um, someone did say that it was the city, but I can't email everybody in the whole entire city. Or maybe I can, but <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to figure it out. Um, since I'm talking about Kenwood Village, I just want to note a couple of things. Um, I'm still reserving my right to an easement behind Baker Lane and Tuolumne uh, since the property owner uh, recently in an interview called us, quote, trespassers. Um, and we've been using that property for many, many decades. So that's just maybe something you may want to consider or not, it's up to you, uh, when looking at any type of plan from the property owner or talking to him. Um, and lastly, I did take pictures of Kenwood Village three days after the recent storm. And um, just so you guys know, it's still flooded. Um, and I'm not talking about little bits of flood, I'm talking about flooding throughout the property, at least in, the smallest part of it is about uh, a foot deep, and there are many places that are a lot deeper than that. So I would hope that that would be considered. Um, I don't know if putting people in flooded land that's also had uh, Indian artifacts on it, or possibly Indian artifacts on it, is a good place to build, but that, again, that's up to you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Reed. Do we have any other public comment for tonight? I have no more speaker slips and there are no hands raised on mine. Okay, would anybody else like to speak? Okay, not seeing any additional ones. Uh, we'll go ahead and close the public comment and now I'll take additional questions from commissioners if there's any additional questions from commissioners. Okay, uh, Vice Chair Chapman. Thank you. Um, so you may not have more information about this um, but I, I was curious if there was any info about um, housing element um, 2.4D, which is uh, financial equivalence options. In the staff report, it says that, you know, essentially more research is needed, but uh, um, I was curious if, if there was any more info you, you have about current status of this. Vice Chair Chapman, uh, no updates yet. Um, we're still working through all the kind of implementation. There's a lot to do in the housing element. Um, so we, we did actually implement some of it in 2023 as we we're even revising it. Um, but we're still, we're still working on that and hope to have kind of more updates on more of the kind of non-zoning related implementations in, um, for the report next year. But nothing more yet. That's all for now. Thank you. Um, Ms. Wells, would you like to clarify anything else additional on Kenwood Village, just based on some of the questions that came up during public comment? Sure, thank you. I can just add that from a um, processing standpoint, the applicant would have to come in with an application that's consistent, if it's consistent with the uh, general plan and zoning, it would just get processed like 
any other case, they wouldn't need another general plan amendment or a zoning amendment for if they're consistent with the how what the zoning is now. And um, and the other questions that were asked, you know, CEQA and easements and flooding, et cetera, those are all um, downstream after they file an application and uh, current planning will assign a planner and then they'll evaluate the application, make sure that they have all of the information that they need and title reports, et cetera. Um, so that's all kind of downstream from, from here because they first have to um, submit an application that's consistent with the general plan and the zoning. And Chair Maynard, I would just add to that more specifically with respect to Ms. Reed's question on CEQA, that of course the, any project that was submitted would be subject to CEQA. If it didn't fall within an exemption, then the city would have to go through the regular process of an initial study, determining the potential for significant impacts, and then addressing mitigations as required either through a negative declaration or through an EIR. And so that we don't know what that looks like yet. We have to go through that process. It will depend on exactly what the application shows and um, and then there will be uh, you know an analysis based on um, uh, resource studies of the site and based on the changes made during the housing element process and the rezoning that we did for that the sites projected at around 190 units right now and have that number correct that's correct okay thank you are there any other questions well, I should oh, clarify yeah. That's the maximum. Yes. Yes, sir, as a range. So that's the maximum. And we're waiting for an application that would show what their intention is under that maximum. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Um, are there any other questions from commissioners? Okay. Uh, Vice Chair Chapman. Yes, I have one more question. Thank you. Um, so I had one more question about uh, housing element uh, 3.1B1, uh, which is essentially the SB9 implementation. Um, I was curious, um, I see that there was no uh, application submitted under this. Have there been inquiries under that or has it been, um, has there been nothing at all? Vice Chair Chairman, I don't think we could say with certainty if there's been any inquiries. There hasn't been a lot of inquiries, I think it's fair to say, but I, I can't say definitively none or limited inquiries. It has not been something that's been sought by many people. Thank you. Any additional questions, Vice Chair Chapman? No, thank you. Any additional questions from any Okay, so we'll go ahead and we uh, will close the public hearing and we will now move on to deliberation. Would anybody like to start with the deliberation? I don't have any comments. I think, you know, it was very well written, lots of information, and um, it's, it's good to see all the updates that are happening and all the progress that's happening throughout the city from the last year. Um, so I'm ready to make a motion. Any other comments for deliberation? Commissioner Miller? Um, I, I agree. It's it's it is good to hear about these updates and to get some clarification on on the pending items and some other of of the um, items that are written in in the staff presentation. So it's it it all kind of makes sense to me, and it it doesn't. It's not saying you know. It's not. Uh, carving anything in stone right now to any particular project. Um, it's just um, getting things in order for the general plan and for the future and so that uh, once these, these projects come along, I would think that, um, that you know, there will be the general plan that's in place and the other um, requirements that are in place to sort of help guide these projects that may come along in the future. So it's just sort of setting the table as it should be set, so to speak. So, so I'm in favor of, um, of the resolution. Any additional deliberation comments? Okay, would anybody like to, oh, uh, Vice Chair Chapman? Okay, um, would anybody like to make a motion? I'll okay. make a motion. Uh, 
Commissioner to Fullerton. adopt resolution number 24 entitled a resolution of the of the Planning Commission of the City of Goleta, California, recommending to the City Council approval of the General Plan Coastal Land Use Plan 2023 Progress Report for submittal to the Governor's Office of Planning and Research and California Department of Housing and Community Development and finding the report to be exempt, exempt from the California Environmental Quality Act. Can I get a second? I second. Okay, uh, Clerk Collier, can you take us in a roll call vote of the Planning Commission? Commissioner Smith is absent. Commissioner Miller? Yes. Commissioner Fullerton? Yes. Vice Chair Chapman? Aye. Chair Maynard? Aye. And with that, uh, we've unanimously supported that item. Thank you, Ms. Wells and Mr. Newkirk, for joining us tonight. Uh, and we'll go ahead and move on to item D, and this is the planning director's comments. Uh, director Imhoff, do you have any comments for us tonight? Chair Maynard, I really don't have much by way of an update tonight, but before Ms. Wells and Mr. Newkirk leave the room, I'd just like to highlight what you already heard, that last week the state of California certified the city's housing element at long last after um, several years of processing, and I think it is a testament to the superb planning skill um, which you just witnessed in the last item and which you're uh, very familiar with through the course of all of their work, including the housing element. But this is an incredible accomplishment. Um, and I, I really can't understate the, 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 the skill and the, uh, the dedication and the stamina that it took to get through this process. So I, I want to acknowledge Ms. Wells and Mr. Newkirk for their exceptional uh, uh, work on this project. I think that deserves an applause. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and move on to planning commission comments. Would any planning commissioners like to share a note? Uh, Vice Chair Chapman. Uh, I would just like to echo uh, what Mr. Imhoff said. And, and the report you know, represents a, a, a really a lot of work from all the departments. Um, but you know, I'm most aware of the, the housing element and how much work that was. And um, I think that um, Goleta will serve as a, a good example of a uh, you know, coastal California city doing things in a smart way that still meets the state's requirements. And so I really appreciate all the work that, that everybody's done. Thank you. Uh, with that, we will, um, I will take a motion for adjournment. Would anybody like to make a motion to adjourn? I have a motion to adjourn. Would anybody like to second? I'll second. Okay, um, Clerk Collier, can you lead us in a roll call vote to adjourn? Commissioner Miller? Yes. Commissioner Fullerton? Yes. Vice Chair Chapman? Aye. Chair Maynard? Aye. And we are adjourned. <laughs>